Hello and welcome back to another week of Disney Moms Gone Wrong. You guys, today you have me, Diana, hosting for you and sitting here with me today is... It's Susie. Hey guys, how are we feeling tonight? We're, we're missing one, aren't we? We are missing one and it's super sad because today will be our last episode before our summer break. And so I was really hoping we could all three be here. So let's kind of just take it a step back. Explain to our listeners, why are we taking this break? Because I would want to know. Listen, y'all. Life, that's why. Um, I recently have started school. Uh, Sarah had switched jobs earlier. We've talked about it multiple times. And Susie is actually doing the funnest thing of all of us. Um, I don't know how fun she'll think it is traveling with a toddler, but she is going to Portugal. Yeah, so I'm I'm leaving to Portugal within a month, something like that. And I just recently moved. Uh, I'm still living out of boxes. I could, I mean, I can barely identify like my toothbrush and clean underwear. So that's where I'm at in life right now. And I think a break would be nice. I mean, like for me, Mine isn't as hectic. Like, I mean, I'm doing school and I really struggled with this last class I was in because I didn't find it interesting. And I'm not even going to say what class it is because I don't want the boss to cancel me um, <laughs> because he is fond of this subject. But I just really struggled through it. And I'm finally almost to the end, but I need a little break. I also work in the education system and it's our summer and I'm working summer school, which is just four weeks. But I also have like an abundance of vacations planned because I feel like, why not? So absolutely, my, yeah. my husband told me today, like he was like, oh my God, I won tickets to the Dodgers game on Father's Day. And I was like, mm. oh, that's crazy. And he was like, yeah, guess who they're playing? Well, my husband's a Dodgers fan, but I'm a diehard Giants fan. And they happen to be playing on Father's Day. Oh, so I was that's like, that's going to be awesome. Book a room. Um, oh. <laughs> and so I was like, book a room. Let's go. Well, we have annual passes. So like I just went to Disneyland for one day, like three weeks ago. Then I went for a weekend, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. And then this weekend, we're going to go to Disneyland Saturday and then the Dodgers game on Sunday and then drive home on Monday. And then the last week of June, I'm going to Disneyland with my son, my older son, my sister and her oldest son. Mm. And then I'm not done. Then in July, in mid-July, we're doing, for our anniversary, we're doing a day in Disneyland, a few days in San Diego, and a day in Universal. And then we get home like Wednesday night at like 10, 30, 11 Well, the next morning, me and my mom are getting up early and we're heading out on a road trip with a total of four kids, Chesney, Huck, and then my mom's two, to Nebraska. And we're driving. That sounds like an eventful summer. I'm really excited, but also very stressed out for you. When we get back. Like what? When we get back, I'll be home for like three days. And then me and Paul are supposed to go to L.A to visit his best friend. And I also have like in between all of this, I have to manage school still. I have Mm -hmm. PTA meetings still, which I know it's summer, but as a PTA mom, like we like to plan our events in the summer, keeping our year when school starts like less stressful. Cheer also started and I'm an assistant cheer coach now. So like, it's just like, we all needed kind of a break to catch our breath. That way we could be more consistent. I think majority of our audience can relate to one extent or the other, you know, as far as like either trying to prioritize education or prioritize, you know, time with family because the summer is meant to, you know, create these memories. Though you are like the extreme though, right? Because you're like going places all the time. Yes. I'm not, I mean, I'm just going to Portugal, which is a big yes. trip in itself. I am very excited, but also (laughs) that's like our one big summer thing. But like, okay, I I have to like now I feel like now I feel like I have to say what I'm doing for the summer. It really is just Portugal and summer school. That's my life. (laughs) 
But I'm actually, after this recording, I'm packing my bags and I'm going to Disneyland for the weekend. I'm going Sunday and Monday. I'm so And this was like extreme last minute. Like my brother happened to come across um, his coworker, couldn't make it to Disneyland. He sold him his tickets for like half off. My brother gave me a Disneyland ticket for free. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. But then I'm like, I'm a baller on a budget. Like realistically... We just moved. We had all these, like, big financial things right. that just kind of happened. And so I was like, well, I can't I mean, like, yeah, I can justify the free ticket, but I can't justify everything else that kind of comes with it, right? Yeah. Um, because it's Disneyland. And so um, I was talking to my family about it, not, like, in, like, a, oh, pity me kind of way, but just kind of like, oh, look, this is what happened to me. Uh, and my sister was very generous, and she gave me, like, a big lump sum of money, and she's like, here, Go treat yourself. And I was like, you're literally going to make me cry right now. And so I was like, okay, now I literally have no excuse. Oh, wait, no, there's summer school. So I'm like in between this recording and like packing and like trying to figure out because now I live on a farm uh, of like, you know, making sure the chickens have enough food and watering my plants. And then what about my dog and then my cats? And then it's like, oh, my gosh, so many different things, right? Um <laughs> But yeah, it's just really exciting. I'm so excited that I get to be part of this. This is my brother's first time going into Disneyland. So are it's you like take, a huge thing. Are you taking Marco? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How exciting. And then we're going again in November uh, when they do like that uh, Halloween Christmas transition. Uh-huh. We're trying to hope to catch that. I don't know if we're going to actually do that. But so we'll we're going October 22nd to the 29th. Okay. And I think the transition happens on November 1st. So I'm like, maybe I need to go back the following weekend. I don't know I how mean, much time I could realistically take off work before they fire me, but. I mean, you could just. We're about to find out. Test it, right? <laughs> I think you should test that assumption. I, we're I about truly to find do. out. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> I'm so excited so, for you. Yeah, so it's just a lot. And then, you know, with Portugal in itself, there's a whole other, like, it's a whole other beast, right? Like, trying to entertain a toddler for 12 plus hours on a plane. And fortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, we're taking a red eye to Portugal, to Lisbon. Um, and so he'll be asleep majority of the time. But then you never know with toddlers, right? Like, is the plane going to be so overstimulating that he's just going to be like, F sleep. And then I like stay awake the entire time. I to Oklahoma with Buster and Chesney by myself when Buster was two and a half and Chesney was one. And I was like, oh, oh we'll fly overnight. Take the latest flight I can find. We'll do a red eye. Not a big deal. Buster was awake the entire time. And he was a hard baby, so he was kind of noisy. So, like, the flight attendants would try to come, like, talk to him. Like, you got to be quiet, buddy. Some of these people are sleeping. And I was like, it's not going to work. Um, <laughs> he fell asleep for, I like, think, like, 30 minutes. Like, Chesney, she was slept through everything. She's my sleeper. Always has been. Um, he did not. But you have so much help. I do believe if I had somebody else there, that buster would have slept. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, me holding one kid asleep, trying to hold another kid asleep. Mm. Like, this shit was not working. Yeah, and how rude of those flight attendants to come up to you and make you, like, indirectly feel like shit, right? Or it's, like, through your kid, like, hey, these are the expectations. Like, what? No, this is it, a two-year-old kid. I feel like it would have been different had I been, like, encouraging the loudness or, like, but I was, like, shushy, like, shush, like, you know what I mean? Like, you shush a no. baby to get him to sleep, like, talking yeah. to him like trying to keep him entertained so when the guy said that I was like it's a three-hour flight guy like nobody's getting a full night's sleep right now get over it right boo those flouted flight attendants that's not that's not cool ah, anyways <laughs> talking about going over the ocean um let's jump into our episode for today let's <laughs> jump into it so today you guys we have the little mermaid and we've already reviewed the little mermaid i know that's what you're thinking but we are not reviewing the animated we are reviewing the live action and what you guys are going to get today is a little bit of controversy because we have two very different different opinions on today's show so yes. before we get into our opinions i want to say 
Um, shame on all of the people out here who are not watching this movie because The Little Mermaid is African-American. Shame on you. Shame on what? the people who are leaving comments and reviews saying that Disney is blackwashing movies instead of seeing that they are including more ethnicities and making more little children feel represented on a screen. So how dare Absolutely. you, anyone who is making those comments, judgments, and public reviews, how dare you? By first and yeah, foremost. Though I'm like surprised, not surprised. Maybe, maybe I'm just ignorant to the fact that like that's a, a thing just, that's happening. It's on just social very media? America, if you ask me. Oh, I haven't. I I haven't seen that side. I'm, I uh, I, I it, it's driving me crazy. Someone literally put like Disney just keeps blackwashing things. Blackwashing, like like how dare my son see his color represented? On a TV screen and feel like there's more out there that he's capable of doing. Yes, Disney. I just can't. That's just pure ignorance. That's pure ignorance ignorance. is what it is. Literal. And while I do understand not the racial side of it, like I understand the people who are like, the Little Mermaid is bright red hair to me. I understand that because it's such an iconic thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, I can totally understand that. What I can't understand is the people who only call out the race. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you're going to call out the race, let's call out King Trine's little hoe ass for having seven different race daughters. Yeah. Because that really bothered me in this movie. And not because well, multiple I mean, it, races were yeah. shown, but because it didn't make sense. Unless you had a multitude of wives. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're, like, jumping into, like, the discussion of the movie now at this point. But when it comes to King Triton, I honestly enjoyed the diversity within their family, right? So you see, like, I absolutely loved it. Because when you think about King Triton, he's supposed to be the king of the seven seas, right? Like so, he hugs when seven, you. That's what I'm saying. Then he was a little hoe. Like how else? Would he, I, I guess so. I'm just saying. I mean, it doesn't make when sense. they go to family court, it's a little messy, but maybe. But then also, then like. <laughs> but see, right. the thing is, when you have that like perspective, you have to. Okay, let me take a step back. As we're reviewing this Little Mermaid movie, like I mentioned to you, or like in our text messages, we can't, we cannot set the same standards as the animated movie. We absolutely Because that's just not can. realistic. We absolutely Absolutely can. not. Oh, 100%. Because. The only reason I watched the live action was for the nostalgia, which I did not get, and I will never watch the live action again. So when you... <laughs> When you, this is my personal opinion, when you put yourself in that perspective of it needs to be exactly like it was in the animated series, you're almost sounding like that generation, and I'm not going to say what generation, that is always like, back in the good old days, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know why I did that accent, but that's what I imagine, you know what I mean? And it's like, well, the good old days weren't necessarily good. Like, they weren't necessarily right. And there are a lot of Disney movies that have corrected their wrongs. And I and I don't I can't think of any of them right now off the top of my head when it comes to specifically Little Mermaid. Um, but I do think that Disney tried to correct a lot of that in this new anime or live action Little Mermaid. And so what did that mean? That meant, you know, making Little Mermaid a different color skin. And that meant King Triton had seven different colored daughters because that represented seven different oceans. How freaking vanilla would it be if King Triton had seven blonde hair, blue eyed daughters? Like that, I don't see myself. I just think and, it would have been very powerful had King Triton had seven very beautiful black daughters. I agree. I agree. But then where's the diversity in that, you know? I mean, and, he's and, white, and, so... <laughs> He's Hispanic, isn't he? But we're also also Um, thinking most fam. if we're trying to make it a family, we're calling him her dad, and all of these girls' dad, if we're being realistic, I mean, there is a dynamic to a family. 
And for me, that Absolutely. very much, it was hard for me to take it as him being their dad, because just realistically, there's no way. Now, if they were like, we adopted all of these princesses, or I'm not their dad, they're the princesses from the other seas. Okay, I would get it. I, I, I could tie it in that way. I can't tie it in mentally. There's no way that he is the dad of all of those girls unless they all have different mothers. There, it just, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. And, and it might just be a, a, an action of the verbiage, right? Or like how they, that, how they presented that to the audience. But I can see what you're saying, right? But when you take that idea of, well, does that mean he had seven different wives or, you know, humps different, seven different mermaids? Like the reality is there are lots of families that are like that, you know, and and not to say not to put myself as an example, but like my dad is an example, right? Like I have many siblings, but it's because my dad uh, was like married with three, three different women. And my mom was wife number two. And he had a girlfriend in between every single wife. And he had children with every single one of those women. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I see my family in that. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. I think, you're right. I think just for me, it's just too... Like, I felt like Disney was trying too hard. You're trying too hard to show that you can be diverse and it needs to come naturally. And that wasn't natural. Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. Um, but what I do think that Disney was trying to portray was the diversity of the seven seas amongst the the mermaids. And that's what you saw. You clearly saw. You saw Indian, right? You saw Asian. Yeah, you saw I think typical blonde hair, blue eyes. Like, it's not his yeah. daughters, they're princesses from all the other seas. Yeah, okay, I definitely agree with you with that that perspective. Because then that but makes I don't... so much more sense. But I didn't tie it in yeah. that way, because they're all his daughters, so you're, you're not, you're representing the sea that you're in. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, with King Triton, him... In the movie is very different than the animated movie. Ew, right? he's disgusting. Like, live animated, he looks like a fucking chomo in the live. He is what's so that? gross. Like a what's chomo. Yeah, like a child monster. You ever heard of that? No. <laughs> oh my gosh! I've been le- I've, I've learned two new things today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's a good thing, right? I, uh, I don't think maybe he doesn't look like a chomo, but he does not look like. He just looks gross to me. Okay, so he looks gross. Eh, that's perspective. But I what, I what I really like about King Triton in this movie, and this might sound very shallow, I don't know. I really like his accent. When he speaks, there's obviously a Spanish accent to it. Name another actor that'll openly act like that, mm-hmm. that has done that in a movie. Right. I cannot. I cannot tell you well, that. Especially when they're playing a part that, that that doesn't align with that culture, right? Like Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, you hear the Spanish accent when people are playing that part. hmm But like yeah. you're right. Even like a lot of people change their accent to like a standard American accent to play mm-hmm. parts. You are absolutely correct. And I I think that's why I I just think it was so beautifully done. Could there have been, uh, you know, different direction and how they and how they presented it to the audience? Absolutely. Right. Um, but as far as like how like what the mermaids look like, what his daughters look like, I think it was beautifully done. It was very diverse. I love like even with like the Indian um, mermaid. Uh, I'm obsessed with Indian food, so I'm not trying to obsess over the Indian <laughs> mermaid or anything like that. But um, how she has like that cultural like top, you know, where they have like the little shawl mm-hmm. that goes over their shoulder, and it's like their the, yeah. the print on the fabric yeah, is I think very they did a like great job at tradition. representing yeah. different cultures. I don't like it; just felt very unnatural, mm. okay. and that's the part of it I didn't like. We can get into the next part I did not like, which was Flounder and Sebastian and Scuttle. Like the, like the main reason people watch this movie besides Little Mermaid, and they were all like creepy enough to give nightmares. Like it, okay. it was gross. So this is my take on that. Yes, they did, obviously did not look like the animated, but if they did make it look like the the animated, it would look like um, Roger Rabbit style. You know what I, I mean? Where it's like. I would not. Roger like, I think my favorite movie. 
Like one of my well, top three. <laughs> we'll have to come back to that. I don't know about, don't know about Roger <laughs> Rabbit. But that's what Sorry, I'm saying. Okay. Like that style. It's like interacting cartoon with live action. To me, that kind of like freaks the brain out a little I bit. Know. Especially like in a kid's movie. No, I, like they, yeah. there are like, like look, look at pictures of marine life. They're very beautifully colored fish. They mm-hmm. could have made Flounder not look like he was on his deathbed. Flounder looked like he was going <laughs> to die like any minute. Like they, I was waiting. Like when yeah. do we lose the, that's the turn in this movie. Like I really thought yeah. Flounder was not making it out. At one and you know point, what? He was Maybe my stand- out on the boat, and he and Sebastian's like, "We yeah. gotta get you in the water." And I was like, "This is it. He's dying right here. This is it." Like he looked terrible. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. And and not- you're gonna tell me they couldn't give Scuttle that little piece of hair to twist the dingle hopper with? That was like oh. a, such a cute little part, and it would have been so yeah. easy to do. And instead, they were like, "Not nah, this movie took five years to make. And they couldn't have any bright colors. Like, that's yeah. what makes me watch The Little Mermaid. The bright colors, the music, the singing. It makes me, like, happy. This movie made me depressed. There was not bright no. colors. It did not please my soul. Well, I think there was color amongst the cast. So that should definitely bring no. some light to your it, soul. It made me sad. This movie's <laughs> lack of brightness made me sad. Okay, my, like I said, my take on that was, I think it would be too, I just think it'd be too weird. But then again, like, I walked into this movie with the expectations of the sidekicks, like, the bar was very low. Like, it was very, very low to the ground. So I think that's why I was not, like, surprised on, like, how they looked. Though I will say, I have appreciated the comments uh, and videos that I've seen about Sebastian, where it's like, you know, when you go see the little mermaid like make sure you have a full stomach because sebastian is looking walking around looking a little too juicy right thank <laughs> like you she forgot your butter and, and cracking cracking tools oh my god that's kind of funny i love that i love that it's just true he's a i just feel like disney i feel like what happens with disney because honestly they've only ever made one live action that is worth re-watching and that is the goddamn jungle book the rest of them have not been great have you ever watched a live action Jungle Book? I have not. We should review that one. I That's know. a good one. Um, I feel like when they make, they keep making the same kind of live actions and they keep flopping. This movie did not do good at the box office per Disney standards. Oh. And so it's actually considered, I looked it up, it was considered a Disney box office failure based off of what it made in its opening weekend or whatever. Uh, but they keep making the same kind of live actions and they keep getting the same responses. And it's like Disney's forgetting that their target audience has always been kids in nostalgia. So if they were remaking, so you know, like earlier you said, I sound like one of those old people, like back in my day. Well, if they were remaking yeah. the animated into a, a, like a new animated, I would expect to see changes. But when you're turning an animated into a live action, I don't expect to see a ton of changes because you're simply making it realistic. Like you're, t- you're, you're turning the cartoon into a human. So like I embraced the change of a new mermaid. I was so excited for the representation that that meant for so many people, even mm-hmm. the sisters that I wasn't fond of how they presented them. I did understand why they were putting all the culture in there. Just thought it should have been presented differently. I, so much was different. The colors were different. It wasn't bright. Even like under the sea, I couldn't even sing to it. I was like, nope, it's not the same. How do I sing under the sea when I'm feeling depressed at this dark ocean? Like where am I bright? (laughs) Like a a beautiful ocean is blue. I've been in beautiful blue oceans. So why couldn't the ocean be beautiful like it was in the last one? Uh, I think it's... um... Yeah, I don't have a good answer to that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do I, agree. It could have been. Just, it could have been a lot more colorful. I, there was I like zero nostalgia for me. Chesney fell asleep during the movie. Well, she was, she stayed awake for a lot of it, but she was pissed that she couldn't stay asleep and watch the movie at the same time. And the only reason Chesney wanted to watch it is because she knew we were going to review it, so she knew she had a job to do. I go, Chesney, just go to sleep. She goes, Mom, we're going to review it. I said, Honey, just review what you watched. It's fine. Go to sleep. Paul fell asleep within the first five minutes. His response was, why is she trying so hard? 
Two. Uh, Ariel? Little, yep. Yep. Amaya wouldn't get out of the truck. She refused. I don't want to watch it. She just stayed in the bed. Buster watched it. He sat like by the tailgate and he watched it. And I watched it for the sole purpose that we were reviewing it. But I even like, I don't get up and go to the bathroom during movies. Like I will thug it out and like get a bladder infection to not miss a movie. Nope. I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm out. Like it, I got to go. Maybe that part that I missed was like the turning point. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there was a lot of good. And I do think that there are some points that could have been executed a lot better. Um, but personally, I do think that the, the good outweighs the bad in this movie. And I understand your perspective of like watching it because of the nostalgia, right? And the idea of taking an animated movie and making it live action. Like you're literally just supposed to like copy and paste essentially, right? Like that's how I'm understanding. Yeah. Like I expect some changes, but like there, it was just too much. Like they changed the whole viewing point. Like the movie centered around being colorful and beautiful and drawing you in and they were like and we're gonna go dark and creepy and see what happens (laughs) well okay so speaking about dark and creepy ursula Ursula what was your take on her i will give you now i do think that the only thing i'll say negative about ursula is melissa mccarthy did a great job and i feel like they kind of capped her and what she could do so that she didn't outshine the little mermaid um, Holly Bailey. Sorry, I don't want to say her name wrong. Holly Bailey. I feel like she was kind of restricted a little bit in what she could do, but I thought Ursula was great. Like, I did really yeah. love Melissa McCarthy in that role. Um, and I actually... I didn't have, think she could sing. Huh? I didn't think she could sing. But I mean, Ursula doesn't sing. She's raspy. I do think that... Um, I think that Roseanne Barr would have made a good Ursula. She has a very deep, raspy voice. Mm. I think she would have made a fantastic Ursula. I think, like, Lizzo wanted to be Ursula and that she would have. But talking to my husband about that, because I told him, like, wouldn't that kind of make it, like, stronger? Like, you're adding another main character who, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, like, is African-American, like, you know, who's complimenting Ariel. and And it would tie in, like, her family dynamic Mm -hmm. a little bit um and he said that part of the reason it could have been that they didn't do that route or go that route besides maybe they really felt like melissa mccarthy was the person for that role could have been that they feared backlash that like yeah you finally added you know african-american people to your movie but now of course it's the angry black woman yeah absolutely And, and and i think that too I was like, yeah, I didn't really think of it like that because the other, you know, that would have been one star of the movie and the other star was Halle Bailey. So I was like, I didn't really think about it like that. But when he said that, I was like, well, that makes sense of not wanting that backlash. But I didn't think Melissa McCarthy did a terrible job. I do think that she was a little held back. And I think that she was made to be that way to not outshine Little Mermaid, who I thought could sing, but I thought her acting was subpar at best. Yeah. Okay. So this, my perspective on Melissa McCarthy in obviously the role of Ursula kind of ties into what you're saying, because throughout the movie, my initial thought or my constant thought was, is this all she's got? Like, I I feel like there's more to this or like, like you just said, like they're capping her out. Um, But I never thought of the perspective of they're capping her off, like on purpose. Because I could totally see that where she just because one because of her history right yeah. in the film industry. Um, second would be her, you know, kind of bringing to light this new skill that she has, which would be you know singing and acting. But you know, she kind of did that already, but it's in a different way. Um, it, it's interesting that they would do that. Because I think it would just kind of, I would definitely outshine Ariel, that, that's for sure. I, I will say, though, that it's the minor things that kind of bug me of this movie. Um, remember how in the animated movie in Ursula's Lair, how she grabs one of like the little um, 
like plants or whatever and like squishes it and then she uses it as lipstick. Yes. Like you don't see that in the movie. That's and how then I like the little scuttle and the dingle hopper. Like it's something so small. <laughs> but like really like the little Yeah. The one thing the other thing was like um in the cave, like right before uh, Ariel sees Ursula, she kind of passes over like all the little worm-like souls that Ursula has like enslaved, mm-hmm. and you don't see that in this movie. They're like weird octopus things, and it's like no, like you. The creepiness is what I want, you know. Not, I mean, creepy to my standards, which is not creepy, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, creepy of this movie, which is like the little souls, and they're like, help, you know, like <laughs> they're saying all these little, like, they're like taunting her essentially, right? Like, as she's entering the cave, and you just don't see that. So I feel like it kind of took away a little bit of that, like, suspense before she goes into the cave. Did, yeah. did you feel that same way? Yes. I um, felt like there were multiple parts of this movie that where it takes away from a big part by doing something silly in between or like some, like a pause of some sort, like the hair flip on the rock. Like she, to me (laughs) watching it, she stopped, she braced, like it took a minute and then she did the hair flip. Like that whole part working up to it was not natural. Like Ariel's to me. Now I will say that part like really irritated me because it's such an iconic part and it looked like she was it like is. bracing herself to do it. What I will say is I did a little bit of research on that part afterwards because I thought such an iconic part. If we couldn't nail it, why did we put it in? Because they know they're going to get, you know, feedback. Uh, well, I read, I was like watching these things that she had to do to practice for that. Apparently her hair is so heavy, which makes sense. Um, yeah. That that move is actually extremely hard. So she had been doing like ex like neck exercises and different ways of practicing to like build her neck up to be able to nail that flip. My only my only thought process is, couldn't they have took out the five to seven seconds right before to make it look more natural? Yeah, I, I completely agree. And it's another small thing of the movie that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, when she's on that rock and then all of a sudden she starts gliding. Yes. My initial thought was like, that must have been so hard to keep a straight face on. And second, how the fuck did they do that? Like, is she just like on a conveyor belt? Just like, Wee! so it's crazy. I watched like behind <laughs> the scenes and she's connected to all these different ropes and all these green screens. And they have like different mm. green like figures of like rocks. And they're like using these like systems from the ceiling to like pull her around where she needs to go so she can emulate swimming. Oh man. That sounds rough. <laughs> but yeah, like that I whole could... that whole hair scene to me that... was like, eh. Yeah. I... Yeah, I felt the same way, and and like leading up to it, right? Because it's such a powerful um, song in the in the midst of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, though I will say to kind of make it on, uh, let's go to a more positive note. Yeah. And I don't know if you feel the same way. Actually, we'll see. <laughs> Did you? Okay, before we go on, were there anything? Was there anything positive that you liked about this movie? Like, tell me one good thing that you liked about this movie. Uh, I mean, Ursula was dope. Ursula was dope. I will say that. I, I did like Ursula. Uh, I thought they, I I liked how well they did her character without changing mm-hmm. a ton of things. Like the CGI was definitely, you know, crazy and yes. really impressive. I felt like, like with Ursula and her whole like tentacles and whatnot. Like I did feel like that was really good. Um, but even like the change in some of the songs, like, Everyone's like, oh, the new songs are cool. Like, honestly, if I never hear Scuttlebug again, I might be okay. <laughs> I was like, Scuttle's from the hood. Like, uh, <laughs> Scuttle is from the hood. That's what I felt like. <laughs> like bro. He, he, like, I don't know. It was way left field. Total left field. And it was irritating. Song. Just fucking tell them they're on a time crunch, dude. She just said they were going to get married. They're on a time crunch. <laughs> 
nobody's worried about a fucking scuttlebug here. You could just tell them what you came to say. Like, it, like, kept going and going and going. And even Sebastian yeah. was mad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say, some of the songs were kind of left field, like the scuttlebug. Um, and, and then you have, like, the less memorable songs, like the one that Prince Eric sang. I can't even tell you what it was about. I just I just remember him kind of singing a little bit. Um, but I do want to touch a little bit on that character. I one thing uh, that I really like about the the Disney <laughs> movie and how they kind of change the perspective of how we view Prince Eric. Um, and they made him more relatable in this movie. And I, I think they did it. <laughs> he did need a story, oh, right? Because in the animated movie. Ariel and Prince Eric fall in love because of looks. How much of a narrow, like, idea is that, right? Like, it's such a shallow thought. Like, love is based on looks. Like, that is, it's so, it blows my mind to think that. But when in this uh, Little Mermaid um, movie, they gave Eric his own background story, right? So they made him more relatable by how? Making him a child that was adopted, right? having one of his parents pass away so his dad was you know dead and then his mom being of color so it's a multi uh racial family and that makes him so much relatable to the audience right on so many different levels and when they're seen where they have ariel and prince eric um kind of spend the day in the town that was obviously new um but in that in those scenes you could see the connection that is being done between Ariel and Eric. And it's more on a relationship level instead of just like a superficial, like he's cute. She's cute. Like let's get married and hump. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's more to that. While I see what you're saying, I think in the animated, it was more than just looks too. Like they laughed together and they did silly things together. It, I just, I, I guess I don't think it was purely off looks. Like, he fell in love with her voice. He fell in love with that she saved him. Yeah, so, okay, that he fell in love with her voice. At the beginning of the movie, I'm not sure if you catch this, the sailors were saying that mermaids used to, uh, like, enchant uh, sailors and lure them to their death, right? So the idea, I was talking to Jonathan about this, um, the idea that when er- Eric was saved by Ariel and she is singing to him, but she he cannot physically see her face, he can only hear her voice, that is that enchantment that the sailors were talking about. So that's why he's so obsessive over her voice. And so he, when he has Ariel in front of her, he can't make the connection, right? Because... She's not a mermaid. <laughs> she has two feet. Um, so he had to truly fall in love with the person that he saw in front of him. And then once he did that is when they were able to make that connection of the voice. And then he was able to fall in love with the mermaid, not being chanted by one. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> the, the, the movie was never about Eric. So we made it more about Eric than we needed to, to be by taking away from Ariel. I didn't like I mean, the you scenes just, in town. I didn't like. There was just so much I didn't. The only thing I liked about the scene in town is that there is a voiceover that Jody Benson is part of, and I thought that mm. was really cool that they added the original Little Mermaid. She hands her something at the um, bazaar or whatever. Oh, a flower. That a was flower, Jody Benson. I think. Oh. I do think it was necessary. Necessary because, you know. As Disney, obviously, is trying to evolve, right? And they're trying to become more uh, conscious about their movie making, right? And that includes revamping old movies. Um, I think adding a background to Eric adds, um, adds more emotion to the movie. It also expands to like how relatable this movie is to this other movie audiences only gave me the emotion of irritation and frustration okay <laughs> the one part i will say that gave me the most irritation and frustration 
just like you, that passion, that, that, that fire, that what the fuck moment, mm-hmm. um, was at the end of the movie when they're trying to kill Ursula and Ariel gets on the boat and kills Ursula. That did not happen in the animated movie. It's Prince Eric mm-hmm. that kills Ursula. And that was the only time where I was like, what the fuck? This did not happen in the original. They and not I let him kill <laughs> Ursula because they already gave him too much time in the goddamn movie. That, to me, that totally, like, is ass backwards. Because the whole point of this movie, right, is how two people fall in love. Um knowing all of the different obstacles that they have in front of each other, meaning all of the sacrifices that they each had to make in order to be together, right? So, like, Ariel obviously becomes a person, and we know all the sacrifices she made. What sacrifice did Eric make in that movie? He jumped in the ocean and failed terribly to kill Ursula, and then Ariel had to come back in and save herself and save her family. Like, no, like, Eric was supposed to save him. I'm all about, like, you know feminist and feminist rights and like girl power and all that good stuff but no not in this freaking movie (laughs) eric was supposed to kill ursula well and i think it like took away like like you kind of said in like the first movie like how like you felt like it was superficial well i feel like that fight was superficial Mm -hmm. like you're killing ursula to get your voice back so you could marry the prince because she was going to marry the prince like that's a little extra like Boo, if you want my man, that man if he wants you, like, you can have him. I ain't going to prison. I ain't catching a case <laughs> off no man. Nope. Even my husband. I love you, husband. But I ain't catching a case. Like, if you try to go with someone else, I'm... Bye. He was enchanted, though. He was enchanted by the voice. Yeah, I And don't so know. he had him... I don't know. It, it was... That was, the, that was the what the fuck part for me. I know you had a lot of them in the movie. I but I also think there's a lot of good. <laughs> I don't. And you know there's what's a lot, crazy a lot of good. is like, I didn't hate the movie. Like, I know I don't have anything great to say. Like, I didn't hate the movie. It was just meh. Like, it didn't bring any added value. It didn't bring me nostalgia. The best part about the new Little Mermaid is the new merch that's at Disneyland. Mm, like, I'm not going to check it out, so I'll let you know. <laughs> the merch at Disneyland is top notch right now for Little Mermaid. Like, Top notch. Um, and I love that. I literally love that. But other than that, like, I just, I didn't feel like the movie brought me anything I was missing. I didn't get the sense of nostalgia. Like, when, on our way to the drive, because we saw them in the drive-ins. So on our way, I was like, get ready. I'm going to be singing all the songs. You guys better be ready to be mm-hmm. under the sea. No. When the songs were on, like, it was like, meh. Me and Chesney did sing our part of, um, Poor unfortunate souls. Like we did sing our like keep singing part. Mm. But like honestly, I just and everyone made a big deal about Kiss the Girl. While I don't think the song needed to be changed at all, I did not think the change was big enough to even know. Like I don't even I couldn't tell you what the change was, if that makes sense. Like it was a very subtle change. It was, and that's the point. Like it I think the point is to keep it as, well, that was the only thing that kept this original as possible. But they only literally changed, it feels like a couple of words, instead of saying, like, just take the kiss, you have to ask for it or something like that. Instead of taking it, you're supposed to ask for it, essentially. Which I think is a good change, because... I think it was stupid. I think we need to quit overanalyzing every little thing. Otherwise, nobody's going to be, like... There has to be, like... We're worried about a song saying, like, take the kiss from a Disney movie and we have kids out here listening to Too Short and E-40 and we're, we're worried about like kiss like we're canceling but it's not baby. from Disney we're canceling baby it's cold outside like I there are some things where I'm like y'all like y'all gotta slow down a little bit like y'all gotta slow down a little bit and, I don't know. Uh, again, I don't know how I feel about that. Because it wasn't a huge change to the song, I'm like, yeah, I don't really care. It wasn't a big enough change to like change the entire song to me. Yeah, yeah. and and I think that was the point because it's such an iconic song. Um, they wanted to keep it as original as possible. I don't. I can't see Disney being like, let's butcher this song. Like, 
and let's just redo everything like we've done with the rest of the movie. I can't imagine them actually agreeing to something like that. I don't know. I struggle. I wanted to like it. Like I went in open-minded and I was like, it doesn't like I went in, like, it doesn't matter what they do. They can't ruin the soundtrack like of little mermaid. And it, it kind of did for me. Like I wasn't excited to sing these songs watching, watching this movie. They didn't go mm-hmm. together for me. Like if this movie was on, yeah. I couldn't clean my house. If the animated was on, my shit is finna sparkle. <laughs> I wanted to like it. I really did. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like how Disney changed the certain certain aspects of the movie to make it more diverse, more inclusive. Um, you know, at the end of the movie, when King Triton kind of pushes them out in their boat and Ariel looks back and she looks into like a sea of mermaids and humans and i think that's a huge symbol too of like two worlds colliding or two worlds coming together like with peace right and that's the same thing as the animated it is but they all look different (laughs) you know like you have you know and it's just i don't know i just really liked it i i think it was not the best i will say that i don't think it was the best but i do think it was well done with some parts. The total cost, the total cost, just for some fun facts real quick, the total cost uh, of Ariel's hair, it took 14 to 15 hours to integrate uh, into Halle Bailey's hair. And the total hair cost was $150,000. Oh my gosh. They spared That's no insane. Expense. In this movie. That is insane. Um, yeah, it's wild. I guess, I guess that kind of just wraps up. Let's wrap up our, our final thoughts. I guess we kind of did wrap up our final thoughts. And Sorry. Oh, the one thing I wanted movie. to point out also really quick, because I thought this was kind of like, maybe no one else will get it, but you'll, you'll get it. Um, in during kiss the girl when he's asking her her name and she's mm-hmm. teaching him how to say like ariel oh gosh. Me. but you know his first guess he says diana mm-hmm. and then his second guess he says Catherine. and to me mm-hmm. it was kind of crazy that that's the two names they picked because i'm diana and my mother-in-law's Catherine. so like two women very important in my husband's life or like the names mm-hmm. he chose. I just thought it was funny. And then it's actually because Diana, Princess of Wales, and Catherine is Kate Middleton's middle name. But or Catherine mm-hmm. is Kate Middle- makes- Kate Middleton's full name. Kate is short for Catherine. Um, oh, okay, okay. so like that's really why. But I'm just gonna tell everyone that those two names were thrown in there because of me and my mother-in-law. Absolutely, I agree. Disney probably listens to our podcast and they I think so. Let's put her in there. <laughs> um, so here we sit, brokenhearted, and we are going to be totally tied on if it goes in the Hall of Fame. Um, oh, it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm going to say no. Oh, okay. Perfect. Thank God. Because I was like, <laughs> how do we do this? Um, I no, do not I think, think it was good, but no. it's gone wrong Hall of Fame. No. I say that with a sad heart, but no. I do think it was good. There's some parts that are good. But yeah, I thought it was, like I said, I not, didn't hate it. Like, I know it sounds like I hated the movie. I was just so disappointed, and there were so many different parts of the movie. I was just, like, I went in knowing I wasn't going to like Flounder and Sebastian. I was like, mm-hmm. that's all right. Then I saw Scuttle, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to like any of the side characters. That's fine. All right, whatever. And then it just, like, was one thing after another. Like, that was just disappointing. I didn't hate the movie. Like, probably in, like, seven years, we'll do another review on it to see if anyone likes it again. And I'll watch it then. But I had, like, (laughs) joked before seeing the movie. Like, someone was like, oh, I can't go to the drive-ins with you. Um, I'm probably going to go this weekend. And I was like, I'll see it twice. And after the drive-ins, they're like, do you want to go this weekend? I was like, no, I actually don't. Mm. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) 
I know. Uh, I hate oh, it for gosh. me. Okay. That uh, was a rough day. <laughs> Missed it. I'm taking. I'm taking statistics this summer. I'm taking statistics, political science one, and communication, public communication, and it is so listen. kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? Um, Jackie Chan kicking my ass. That's what it is. That, that's, that's exactly how it feels like. Well, you guys, we are going on summer break. And while we're on summer break, I'm going to try really hard, since we're not recording as much, to post on our socials to keep you updated on what your Disney moms are up to. We will be coming back to you the end of August, early September, um, just to give Susie a little time to relax after her, get her life back together after her big vacation and I'm gone most of July, so kind of the same thing. Um, but I am going to miss recording as often as we did, but it's been kind of hard, so I'm glad to get caught up on life. Yeah, and you know what? Hopefully, uh, Sarah will come back, too. <laughs> I feel like I'm the Sarah this in this episode. My mic is a little bit off, so I'm sorry, guys. I keep it's not hearing rough. you, and then I catch, like, the end of it, and I'm able to, like, from lip reading and catching the end of it, like, understand <gasps> what you were saying. So if at our recording, if you guys are listening to it and you're like, that doesn't make sense. I probably misread her lips. <laughs> well, we'll find out when the episode comes out. I'll, I always listen to them, so I mean, I don't know why. We'll see. Don't ask me why. I just do. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, hit us up on our socials: Disney Moms Gone Wrong on Facebook, Instagram, DMGW Podcast on Twitter. Like I said, we're gonna get more active on there. We say that every week. This time, I'm really gonna try. Um, and we're going to post some polls. What are you doing for summer polls? Some pictures of our vacations. Please post your Disney photos, your Disney reviews of movies, movies you want to see reviewed. And we'll see what we can get on our schedule. Yes. All right. You guys have a good summer. Thanks see you guys for listening, guys. <laughs> Bye.